You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. So what comes to your mind when you hear the phrase, insert coin? Probably the same thing that comes into anybody's mind. I mean, maybe to kids these days, they're thinking of the claw machine at the store. Or maybe somebody's thinking about a snack or drink in a vending machine. But for myself, and definitely anybody my age and older, it brings back memories of the video arcade. This week's episode... We're kicking it off with some old school gaming in the arcade. I like gaming a lot, and so we're probably going to have a few different episodes of different aspects of video games and technology with gaming. And I do have some fond memories of arcade games from back in the day. I don't remember my first day of school in preschool or kindergarten, but I do remember the first time that I went to an arcade, and it was probably about the same time in my life. I was probably four or five years old. Isn't that weird? Uh, My dad told me we were going to go somewhere, but it was a surprise. Wouldn't tell me where it was, and so we got into the car, just a little, little guy's afternoon, And we pulled up to a video game arcade in Laramie, Wyoming. I don't remember the name of it. I was pretty little at the time, like I said. I didn't have a gaming console of my own at the time. And really, I mean, console gaming wasn't at its peak at that time. Uh, I had an uncle who had a 2600 Atari. And we would play that every once in a while when we all got together. But my experience with video games at the time was very, very limited. When we walked into the door of that arcade, I was pretty sure what I saw was the greatest thing that I had ever seen. I mean, flashing lights everywhere, the sounds and songs playing from those chip tunes. There were machines you could stand at. There were machines you sat at with a stool. There were some machines you could actually sit inside. I mean, this place had everything. And for the price of a quarter, you could experience the thrill of electronic interactive entertainment. I remember my favorite games from that day. Not the titles completely, Uh, But I do remember the games. There was a racing game where you could sit inside the car and made you feel like you were inside the car actually driving. That was pretty awesome. Uh, There was a space shooter. Quite possibly could have been Star Wars. And there was Rampage. Oh yeah, Rampage. Rampage would go on and become one of my all-time favorite arcade games of my life you got to be the giant monsters wrecking havoc on these cities and it was a blast to play i loved that game 
Uh, when it was time to go, we went back outside and your eyes have to readjust to the brightness of natural daylight. Good times. Good times. As I got older, uh, and we moved away from Laramie. We moved to a small town called Gearing, Nebraska. And at this time, it was common for my friends to and classmates to have their birthday parties at a place called Fantastic Frank's in Gearing. I know I had a birthday party there. You had like bratwurst and hot dogs and fries to eat. And then there was an arcade that was off to the side where you could play a whole bunch of games. They had a lot of popular games there. Uh, you saw arcades in regular restaurants as well. My friend Danny from the Sing Second podcast, uh, he's mentioned in one of our Sing Second episodes about his fondness for uh, Pizza Hut and playing Double Dragon and Super Off-Road there. And um, those are always kind of fun to play those while you're waiting for your order. Uh, when I got a little bit older and uh, my parents would let me go hang out at the Blackout in the Scotts Bluff Mall in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, while they did their shopping. It was where you could actually learn some pretty good life skills as well. And by life skills to a kid, I mean like how to claim when you got dibs on the next machine or how to claim who is next on the stick. Um, you learn the art of pressing the buttons really fast when your game was over and the continue screen came up and you push the buttons really fast so that the next person would have to start from the beginning and not start where you left off. It was at the blackout arcade where I was introduced to three of the best arcade games of all time, like I mean, three of the very pet best. There was Rampage, you know, and then there's these three. And actually, maybe two, there's only two, but uh, two of them are kind of the same style. So, I, so I'm just going to go with all three of them. Uh, these games were Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, when I first walked into the arcade and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you could play as all four of your favorite turtles the art on the side was awesome. You had these, you know, turtle, turtles, costumed people in, you know, turtle costumes on the side of the arcade with April O'Neil. And you could just go through and, and fight against the foot. Save the world from the foot clan. What was awesomer than that? Uh, the similar game to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the arcade was X-Men. I think that one had like six people. Six people could play at one time. This is when I was starting to become a fan of Marvel Comics and like the X-Men. I mean, obviously, a lot of people were. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made the arcade game of it at the time. And NBA Jam. We spent hours and hours and hours and quarters on those games. Like, I remember the first time that I beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. And when I would go there with my friends, it seemed like we would always get to, I don't know if it was like one of the warehouse levels or something. And we would always, that's when we'd run out of quarters, you know, every single time. And it was always frustrating. I didn't know if you could actually beat the game or not. And one time I went to the arcade, my friend wasn't there, who I normally went with. 
And, um, you know, my, my parents said, yeah, you got a little bit of time. You can go to the blackout. So I went there and I was watching like an adult. I mean, to me, he was an adult. Who knows? He was, he might've been like 18 years old. And for all I knew, he, you know, could have been 40 or something. But, uh, but this guy was there and he was playing through turtles, gets to the place where I normally got to. And then sure enough, he ran out of quarters too. But when he was done, he wasn't tapping on the button to to uh, make the continue screen go away. He just left it and walked away. And I was like, holy cow. So I walk over to the arcade machine, put in my quarters, and I start continuing playing, struggling through the rest of this hard level. And then pretty soon, these kids that were a few grades older than me came over and started playing as well. And we were able to defeat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was pretty awesome. I remember going back home, talking to my next door neighbor, uh, my best friend at the time who lived next door to me, and was like, I beat Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You are not even there. He was, he was brokenhearted about it. It was a moment of triumph for me. And it was, pretty, it was a pretty cool moment back in those days. Um. So yeah, that was a big one. I don't have any other really stories about uh, great stories about X Men arcade game because I don't know. It's I just thought it was really cool. You could be six players at once. But NBA Jam, on the other hand, pretty awesome game. It was licensed by the NBA. You could you could play as your favorite players, and. NBA Jam, just a great game for the 90s sports fan, for the classic sports pop culture fan, for the classic arcade gaming fan. Um, In those days, the NBA was pretty cool. The logos were awesome, those throwback logos. Starter jackets were in. And uh, most, you either had one or at least a friend had a Costacos Brothers poster of your favorite 90s sports star uh, that decorated their rooms the problem with nba jam back in those days was that it was 50 cents like per period i believe so you're looking at like two bucks to play a game um those games were also those sports games very famous for having the rubber band artificial intelligence that would prevent you from, especially if you're playing against the computer, especially against the computer. Um, it was known for like switching the tide, changing the momentum. The other team could come back um, just in the snap of a finger. And that way you didn't have people that were rage quitting. They'd want to put in more quarters. And then, of course, a lot of these games would go into overtime, double overtime. And you'd have to put in more quarters. So it got pretty pricey. I didn't play that game at the arcade a ton. But it was my favorite version because the graphics were so much better. Uh, But most of the time we'd play NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo. Uh, Much more cost effective way to play the game when when you have the income of a 6th or 7th grader. Uh... The game was known for its exaggerated action and the over-the-top gameplay. 
and the commentary it was the perfect voiceover commentary by Tim Kitsero and made it become a quotable game. I don't know if you really had quotable games before NBA Jam. I mean, yeah, Mortal Kombat, finish him, you know, some of those things, but, you know, NBA Jam, quotable stuff, he's heating up, he's on fire. Boom! Boom shakalaka! You know, it was it was awesome commentary. And it leaked into, you know, ESPN when Sports Center you would hear people doing highlights and, and making some reference to NBA Jam. It's super interesting to me, uh, for from a programming and developing point of view in those days, uh, digitizing players. Prior to that, you know, most of the time people would have to create the uh, image sprites pixel by pixel, drawing them by hand. But NBA Jam was doing something that a few games were doing, but not many. And this was taking digital video or taking video, transferring it frame by frame to digital pictures. So the story goes, uh, the guy who was the lead developer went to New York, found some people at the basketball courts outside and who had some fancy moves and some fun ball handling moves that he thought would be cool. And he said, hey, do you want to be in a video game? And they said, yeah, let's, yeah, we do. So he gets them there. They rent a warehouse and they go ahead and paint the whole inside of this area blue. And, you know, he knew enough about blue screen technology and green screen technology. We'll get some jerseys. We'll have them go in there. We'll just erase the blue background super easy. And then we have these digital pictures that we'll use as image sprites of actual human movement for it. And it'll it'll appear ahead of its time and be a little more realistic for those days. And everything was going perfect. The jerseys get in the mail. The players arrive. They open up the boxes. The jerseys, they didn't send white jerseys. The uh, company made a mistake, and they were blue jerseys. (laughs) So you had a blue jersey with the blue background. They didn't have time to repaint everything or to get new jerseys. So these players, you know, they recorded them and did all that. And then manually by hand, uh, they had to erase around the outside of the of the players um to do that isn't that a crazy story that's that's unbelievable uh that something like that happened um eventually you know the game did get permission to use nba players so then they had to go through a second time and erase the heads off the players and they just found like however many positions whether it be eight head positions which way if it was looking up or looking down you know they got those pictures from the NBA players and then they put those on there so that's kind of why you have the awkward head movement but it you know it just looks cool it looks it you know it looks like an intentional style but it it was a little bit of an accident to it it's because of that I think those classic sports video games have so much charm to them today. 
you know, now you get a new release every single year. Every single game comes out. There's a new version every year. And so you you forget. It's like, man, was that was that Madden 04, Madden 05? Was that um, NBA 2K18 or 2K19? And it's easy to forget those things. But with these games from the past, they weren't released every single year. And so you had time to notice these these mistakes in it you know that that weren't really mistakes but just these these little bugs these little nuances of the game and i think it adds a lot more charm and uh and it makes it more kind of endearing to the sports game fan um yeah what else was there about nba jam that i wanted to talk about oh uh so the lead designer and programmer another interesting thing was a Pistons fan and just despised the Chicago Bulls. During that time, we all know the Chicago Bulls were awesome. Uh, just a just an unstoppable dynasty. And uh, for him to kind of get back at the Bulls, um, anytime one person is playing as the Bulls and the other person is playing as the Pistons, which was the like I said, uh, the designer and programmer's favorite team was the Pistons. Um, the Bulls would not make a last-second shot. It's in the code. It's impossible. So if you're ever playing those two teams and you're the Pistons and you're playing against the Bulls and you are up by two points, the one team you don't have to worry about making a full-court shot is the Chicago Bulls. That's kind of an interesting fact about it. Uh, there's some, there's some unusual urban legends about the the arcade unit being haunted. Um, I'm not going to go into all of that here, but uh, I encourage some of you, if you're interested, check that out on on Google. And there are some kind of spooky stories about haunted NBA Jam cabinets. Unbelievable. Um, there were some different arcade versions that were released because later athletes said, hey, I want to be in this game. You know, there's some versions that had Michael Jordan uh, in there. I think there's a ver- some versions that had like Ken Griffey Jr. He even wanted to be in the game. So they said, yeah, let's put Ken Griffey Jr. in the game. Uh, the game was so popular with Shaq that Shaq had a his own arcade unit. I think he may have had like multiple arcade units. One was at home, and then another one he had taken with them wherever they went, and so that way he could play in the hotel uh, when the when their team was traveling. So that's a pretty crazy story. Um, I was with Team Shaq on that. You know, I thought if they're at that time. I remember saying, if there was one arcade game, one arcade unit that I could ever have, I would love an NBA Jam arcade cabinet. But the cost of arcade cabinets are pretty expensive until we had a company called Arcade One Up. And Arcade One Up would make this happen. Uh, Basically, Arcade One Up is a company that makes scaled replicas of classic arcade cabinets and some of these are centipede pac-man they have the old rampage golden tee the golf game with with the rolling ball on there uh, street fighter star wars 
many others can be purchased um, either online at their website called arcade1up.com at Walmart you can get them at Best Buy a lot of different stores and usually uh, the games are around they vary in price you can get some of them on clearance uh, that are that are cheaper but they could be around four hundred dollars or so they're a three-quarter scale so they take up a little bit less room Uh, they're a lot cheaper than the thousands of dollars that a regular arcade machine would be and the best part is you don't have to put in quarters so uh, I was I was talking to my friend Andy I was trying to convince him on getting this arcade cabinet and he said no way no way and I said hey just think of all the quarters it saves it uh, it pays for itself pays for itself after a while right um, when I saw that arcade one up was releasing an NBA jam cabinet and most of their cabinets are multi cabinets I guess multi-cade is that what you'd call it so you might have one that has like centipede and frogger and all these other games uh, so usually when you're getting it there's more than one game on it and I saw they were releasing the NBA Jam one it comes with NBA Jam NBA Jam Tournament Edition and NBA Hang Time and I was pretty excited it also has a leaderboard online you can play this one online the online is free and uh, you can kind of see where you stack with people across the world for this um, I play most of the time on the OG version of this I ordered it um, put it together super easy assembly and I purchased it and it arrived like during COVID during the COVID uh, pandemic, everybody's locked at home. And Arcade 1-Up, NBA Jam made life just, a, you had something extra to look forward to. You know, something to look forward to. See who's online. Playing with the family. We've had fun as my family's played on the arcade as well. And it's just a really good time. I made a little video for a class requirement uh, this summer and was telling a a story about a product that we liked and mine was the arcade one up so if you're ever looking for a short little minute or two video go to the old tech biz tutorials page and and there's different playlists on there one of them has to do with gaming and i have a nba jam arcade story on there if you're interested Uh, If you have one and you're looking to play somebody online, at one time I was uh, number one in the world at the OG NBA Jam on that arcade one-up. Number one in the world. And uh, then after the summer and the school where I teach, you know, summer vacation was ended. COVID was lightening up and everything, so we were able to have school for in-person school. Pretty big deal, pretty big deal in the state of Nebraska. We were excited about that. And in-person school, great for the students, not so good for my MBA jam, arcade, um, online career. You know, just the sacrifices that we have to make. So my, my 
grasp on the number one position dropped. And pretty soon I was in the top five. And then I was in, uh, I was like 13th for a while. Climbed back up to top 10. Last I saw, I was at number 11, which, you know, I'll, I'll still take 11. And I'm still going to climb back up, you know, focus, focus my free time on that a little bit more maybe. But uh, if you're looking to play a top 11 player in NBA Jam on the Arcade 1-Up, and you look on there by the gamer tags, my gamer tag on this system is Grill Dad. G-R-I-L-L-D-A-D. Because I like to barbecue, and I'm a dad. So, uh, you know, a little take on the Grill Dad thing there. So, yeah, look up Grill Dad on there. And see if you have what it takes to bring down the 11th best player in the world at NBA Jam Arcade 1-Up. But it's been a blast playing playing that game. I love that arcade cabinet. Uh, it's in my office. Looks good in my office. If you are, you know, if you have like, some people have the quote-unquote man cave, you know, or whatever. Or if you just have an entertainment room what have you those arcade one-ups are very decent looking very decent looking setups and it and it adds to the room gives you a little bit of retroness to it and, and it's a nice callback to a simpler time of gaming and it's just a fun way to incorporate gaming as something that could also be like home decor pretty awesome um so yeah, I I don't have much else to say about arcade games, but uh you know, look start looking into those a little bit and if you're interested in them, you can find fun ways to put those into your house. Uh I'm going to put something on Twitter sometime so at code peterson with a s e n, don't forget. And if uh, it's going to be something on there, let's let's see if anybody listening to this would like to participate and get a little audience engagement with that. And post on there what arcade if you could have any arcade system, you know what would what would it be? What's what's the must-have where you're like, man, if Arcade One Up made that one, I'd have to get that one. I mean. Uh, our our bowling alley here has an arcade, and there is a pretty awesome Jurassic Park or Jurassic World two-player. Love playing that game with my daughter, and you, you shoot the dinosaurs before they get you. Um, that if that ever came out, I think I'd have to get another one of those. I mean, maybe we'd have to add another room to our house or something uh, to fit it in there, but. Uh, that, that would be another one of mine. So I'm curious to hear who's listening to this and look for that on Twitter. I'll, I'll put it up not long after I post this podcast episode. And let me know what arcade system you would like to have at home or that you think would be cool. If you are interested in learning more about some of the some of the history about NBA Jam. There is a cool short documentary 
um, from Ars Technica, I believe it is, on YouTube. They have a story on there that's called How NBA Jam Became a Million Dollar Slam Dunk. And it's with the lead designer and programmer. He talks about the coding of it, uh, all the stuff they did with the graphics and everything, and, and all the hoops they had to jump through uh, in order to just get approved by the NBA for this. And it's very interesting. I also heard that currently they are working on, maybe they finished filming, uh, but in the near future, there is going to be like an official NBA Jam documentary being released and i am super excited about that just uh you know it's a great classic pop culture game it's great for gaming it's great for just history of game design and and digital design and and marketing uh so many things that i'm interested in and at the heart of it obviously is is the technology gaming of it so yeah, that's all I got for for this episode today. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully this reaches out to uh, the nostalgia for some of the listeners out there and who have some fond memories of arcade systems. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter at Code Peterson.